like that, old man? You want a piece of me? Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? Good morning, Vietnam! I love the smell of night pump in the morning. You're gonna need a bigger boat. I feel the need. The need for speed. I wish I knew how to quit you. Love means never having to say you're sorry. You do! You'll shoot your eye out, kid. Happy Tuesday evening, guys. We're doing this a little different. Uh, just had to some pull some things around, and we are good to go. I am Zach, along with my good co-host, Ed. How are you doing, man? What's up? What's you pulling around? Hey, hey, secret. What's in the box? What's um, in the box? This is, <laughs> this is the Cinnamon Movie Podcast, and we are here to hear all to talk all about blood diamond a 2006 film um how's your how's your weekend go how's everything going ed it's been it's been, I think it's been a little while since we talked to you yeah it's been a couple of weeks uh unfortunately with work i've had to uh, pull out of several things uh it's not been bad it, it, it's uh it's been haymakers left and right though so yeah we uh it's okay Okay, it's all right. How about you? Yeah, I'm. I'm kind of in the same boat. We're just trying to, as they say, make it in life. So you know, yes, kind of going from day to day. Um, but we're gonna get straight to it, guys. It's, like I said, it. We're we're gonna do a short show today. Um, no movie news, no recent watches, no top five. We're just gonna no emails. Talk about. We're just gonna talk about the movie of the week or the movie of the day, which is gonna be Blood Diamond. Uh, released on December the 8th, 2006, starring Leonardo DiCaprio, Jennifer Connelly, and Jamon Honsu, with Michael Sheen and Ar Arnold Voslo. Uh, currently, this film holds a 63% on Rotten Tomatoes, an 8 out of 10 on IMDb, 64% on Metacritic, and an 88%. The Google users like this movie at 88%. Um, I'll just go ahead and start first. Um, this is my, I think this is really my second or third time watch this all the way through. I did see this in the theaters. Actually, oh, damn. if I remember correctly, I actually saw this, I think a couple weeks actually before its actual release date, I think in November as like an early screening or something. Um, oh. Oh. I remember, I remember that being, just walking out of the movie feeling like, wow, that was, that was a very powerful film, uh, given the subject matter and everything. The intensity of it, great performances. Um, and on this rewatch, it was, I'll, I'll admit, the, the pacing of it was a little slower than I remember it being. But uh, we'll get into it. Um, Ed, what about you? Was this the first time watch for you? Oh, no. No, no, no. It's like, dude, uh, at least 15th or so. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, let's see. The first time I watched this had to be maybe a few weeks after it came out on DVD uh, mm -hmm. uh, or Blu-ray, I guess, whichever. Uh, but yeah, weeks after that, um, and yeah, it was kind of just like a, you know, all right, Leonardo DiCaprio, Monsu, and all of them, sure, why not? But, you know, and yeah, we've got to agree, man. Uh, intense and just a good ride. Yeah. Um. You know, the movie starts off as really is about the diamond industry and how, you know, quote unquote, blood diamonds kind of make it onto the market and how uh, Jennifer Connelly's characters basically are kind of inside into that world. 
Um, yeah. Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio does play uh, Danny, who is a diamond smuggler who, um, you know, he's kind of the link in all this between getting the diamonds out of Africa to the big companies that get onto the market at the diamond, at the diamond stores. Um, go ahead. That'd be a weird insight, but did you kind of think he might have had HIV? No. I, I mean, they... I mean, they joke at it a little bit, but I don't think he did, no. <laughs> I don't know. That, I don't know. Like I said, weird insight, but, but yeah. 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 And mainly it's um, because of the uh, the first girl, the the, the, the the lady of the night that yeah. uh, talked to him. Yeah. Uh, he was like, nope, been told that before. It's just like, oh, whoops. what? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. You give something like away? you said. Yeah, I mean, I I kind of agree, maybe, but I mean, I, I think that's kind of an inside, like, you know, I think that, I mean, AIDS was definitely predominantly around during that time, so I mean, I think they had to just make light of the situation. So yeah, um, uh... yeah, the, we open up on Sierra Leone, 1999, saying that. <laughs> Rebels have kind of taken over different parts of Africa, especially this or this region of the of the continent. Um, and we get introduced to our quote unquote hero or our victim, whichever way you want to say it, um, Solomon Vandy, played by Jamon Hansu. And he, you know, I think in that situ type of situation, I think he has kind of like the perfect life in a certain way. He has the son that really wants to do good, graduate, be a doctor. Um, the family, the baby, the wife, and I mean, I think in all types of situations that you know, unfortunately, people over there have to deal with. One day it's good, next day, you know, your village gets literally slaughtered, and the RUF militia group kind of uh, just take over. Yeah, um, it's kind of cool with that and the little flashback scenes that he has to his old friend. And, uh, especially when he does find that kind of blood diamond, basically. Yeah. Hey, Ed. I know we're having technical difficulties, folks. If you want, if you unplug your mic, would you be able to talk through the computer? No. No, you. Let's see. Yeah, talk a little bit. Talk about what what were you saying? So, um, you know, it's kind of a funny thing about this diamond because it's a bit pink in color, for that matter. Uh, it's supposed to be a bit more rare, so more rarity, you know, right. supply and demand, easy. Uh, more price, but yep. with the uh, the lieutenant or guard or whatever you want to call him. Uh, they are very, very, you know, mine. You find it, it's mine kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, when he finds it and all that good stuff, uh, he almost gets killed for it, literally. Uh, yeah. Luckily, you know, unluckily, I guess. But, yeah, his, his village starts to uh, get ran through. and Yeah. And uh, he kind of gets away, so... Yeah. Unfortunately, his son does not get away and he gets, unfortunately, he becomes a child soldier in the, in the, in that situation, um, kind of gets 
told from our perspective, from the audience perspective, he gets told false lies in order to believe a cause that is pretty much unwinnable uh, by certain de- by a certain degree. Um, yeah. And the way the all all kind of the three stories you have Solomon Vandy, you have Danny, and then you have uh, Maddie, played by Jennifer Connelly. The way they all kind of eventually lead up into one story is that Solomon comes across really. Danny gets arrested from smuggling diamonds across the borderline. He goes to jail. Solomon, you know, he gets caught up after the uh, the army kind of quote unquote destroys the rebel the rebel camp, and which it really doesn't. Um, but he gets kidnapped, and he talks the guy, the main general that gets injured, who's wanting the diamond, um, tells asks him, "Where did you bury it?" You know, that's the biggest stone I've ever seen, and. Danny in the jail gets wind of it, gets uh, Solomon out, and they kind of um, meet there. During that time, Danny meets Maddie at a bar um, and kind of kind of catches on to what she does for a living. She's a journalist trying to like reveal the the truth about blood diamonds, and you know he's just like yeah. you know BS. You know you're just another American journalist who thinks that they they can change the world. And I, I do like her response. It's like, well, you know, not all Africans want to kill each other. Not like the same as, you know, so-and-so wants to do this. They don't want to live that life. That's just the situation that they're put in. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, that that's kind of the one thing that honestly is even in real world, for that matter. Everybody looks at everybody as a stereotypical thing when we're all not. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I do like, or I think it's funny how Leonardo DiCaprio's character gets uh, caught for that matter, uh, just because you know the sheep for that matter going yeah. through and you know you, you figure you hide it pretty well, but somebody out there has probably seen that trick a time or two. Yeah, and it turns out, yeah, they have, they had. So yeah, yeah. So crazy enough. Um, what do we think about uh, <laughs> Leo's? character Danny you know he I think I think he's kind of like the the type of scumbag type of character that you want to root for in a certain way like you know what he's doing is wrong but you know he's literally using Solomon to get to the diamonds and and it's basically that's his whole storyline and his redemption arc which we'll get to at the end of the story um but I like his character, but I, I can see if you someone that's never seen this movie, they watch it for the first time and say, wow, he's kind of kind of a, not a good he's not a good person at heart. Right. Yeah. So. I mean, he definitely is in it for the business side of it, not really the moral side of it or morale side of it, I guess. Uh, yeah. Which I guess is understandable. I, whatever. But he does very well at being that character. He does very Leo does very well at pulling it off, like usual. Yeah. But uh, lean back a little bit. The accent, too. Yeah, the accent. I noticed that his accent kind of changes when he's talking to different people, whether it be Solomon or Van or or Maddie or the general, whatever. He he has like he changes his South African accent just a little bit at each time and at different points in the movie. And I think that was kind of a a good character character trait to have. I was about to say, because with the general, I think he was kind of talking slang to him that the general would understand more than, or 
commander yeah. zero or whatever yeah would yeah would understand for that matter colonel. you because know, yeah he's a colonel oh okay colonel um because it's it's kind of like you need to take me seriously because i know how y'all do you know kind of yeah thing not necessarily like i'm making fun of y'all but Yeah. yeah, and I think, um, and let's get into uh, Maddie, who I think she, I think Jennifer Connelly, I think she plays the character well. I think, you know, she's definitely someone that wants to um, help people. I think that, you know, she's not in it for the glory. She's not in it to win a Pulitzer Prize winning story or whatever. It's she's there to, you know, get awareness out to the situation that these people are going through. Um, and I, I think I, I like how he she calls out Lee on his on his bullshit. It's like, dude, you're not in it because you don't care about his family. You don't care about you know trying to get his son back. All you care about is his diamond. And if you don't give me the details about how this industry works and what your job is and all this, then no one's gonna care and nothing's gonna change. And like I, I like I like the line of yeah, some people may cry they might even write a check but it's not going to stop it and and that's the thing that it's kind of a reality for that matter it really is you know uh, um people lift a finger but not actually go and do, do something yeah sit back sit back in your chair a little bit in oh uh say something else but as we progress through the movie, you know, they do finally find uh, the son, for that matter. And the son's basically kind of like in that militant mind of, of uh, sorts. Yeah. And, you know, holds them both at gunpoint, for that matter. Uh, yeah. Luckily, the dialogue in there uh, kind of puts it he basically goes up to him and kind of calms him and is like, look, man, you are, are this, you are this, and you are of this. You know, you're, you're my son, you're of this, you know, uh, uh, oh, wow. You are uh, the, 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 part of my tribe, yeah. you're part of my family, yeah. Yeah. And, it, and that's even, it, and that's after the whole, We, you know, we're kind of jumping around here, but I mean, like, when they find when I think the first time they actually meet is in Freetown, and you know that's when the ambush of the when the um, RUF kind of takes over Freetown, and they're just dodging bullets, running from explosions. It's it's kind of a like a it's it's like a I don't know what'd you say like maybe like a 10, 15 minute action sequence almost. Yeah, yeah, and really well Pretty done. I mean, yeah, I mean it's really well done. You can definitely tell the the horror of the situation that you know I'm yeah. sure that's happened multiple times in Sierra Leone where they're at different points in time. And, you know, they these people, they're just trying to live life. And, you know, the, these militia groups, they don't care. They don't care what side you're on. They don't care what you're doing during the day. If you're in the way you catch a bullet too bad. I mean, sad, Pretty sad much, yeah. to say. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, a lot of people don't, understand in different parts of the world it is not what we have at all like yeah human life people think human life is 
isn't cared about here. I guarantee you, human life that isn't cared about here would nowhere near be cared about over there. Over, and I'm yeah. not even just saying like South Africa. I'm saying that all points of the world, like we we've got a pretty good year. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I totally agree. I mean, it, it there are aspects of the world, there are parts of the world that they don't. the The concept of human life doesn't really apply to them you know it's it's kind of it's very much like a um kind of like a cow yeah yeah i mean until it's a you until well no yeah i agree the 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 um the mine the diamond mine sequence uh scenes where you know they work until you can't work anymore and then you but probably you get shot and buried in a hole or if you think that you think you can get away with trying to steal something you you're shot on the spot I mean, yep. I mean that's happened. Uh, I'm, you know, I've seen that not only in this movie but different other movies as well. Yep. And it's a crazy thing. Yeah, it truly is. Um, you know, I, like I said, the um, you know, let's talk about let's talk a little bit about Leo at this point in his life because this I, I wanted to bring this up because I know this was a big controversy at the time because he. This was the same year that he did the Blood Diamond and The Departed, and yeah. he there was a lot of controversy about what role. I know he was nominated for both roles at the Golden Globes, but he was nominated for an Oscar for this one. And Jamon Honsu, this this was nominated for Best Actor, Best Supporting Actor for Jamon Honsu, uh, Best Film Editing, Best Sound Editing, and Best Sound Mixing. Um, it didn't win anything, which is you know kind of a shame, kind of, kind of a bummer. Um, but you know that was the year of the departed, so you know, you know if you're gonna lose, you better lose to a very good movie, you know. And Leo just lost to himself, so they didn't essentially care, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, do you think his performance in this is better than the departed, or vice versa? Uh, I've seen both of them plenty of times, and I would have to say, I think he. He's better than the departed, to be honest. I don't think he's bad here. I don't think he's not who he is in this movie. Mm. It's not necessarily a, a, a negative against this movie. It's just positive for that movie. That's all. Um, yeah. I mean, they're two very, di- yeah. two very different characters. One is basically living his life on the fear of if I get caught, I'm going to get brutally murdered. But, you know, in a certain way, if he gets caught, if Danny gets caught in this, you know, he's, he told Maddie, if you write this story and before I'm out of the country, I'm dead. So in, in a certain yeah. way, it's kind of the same. Um, I was going to say they're but, not too much different. Yeah, I mean, they're very similar, but very different, you know, obviously, movie-wise. Um, I think Jennifer Connelly does a good performance as well. Um, I think, this. I think, honestly, the the breakout of this breakout of this movie is Jamon Honsu. I mean, that, that's, oh, yeah. I think that's the first time I've ever actually seen him. And obviously he's done other things like guardians and other movies since say, then. But I mean, this was the first movie I remember him in at least. Yeah. But, and I mean, not to say that he wasn't in other things. Let me look at, let me look at his, uh, filmography real quick. He did blood diamond in 2006. Oh, this, that was the same year as Aragorn, Aragorn, the dragon movie. Um, he was a never back down the next year, yep. uh, two years from there push. 
Um, oh, yep. 2014, he had How to Train Your Dragon 2, Guardians of the Galaxy, and Seventh Son. Oh, yeah, he was in Furious 7. Um, yep. So, yeah, he's... He was in, obviously, uh, Shazam, Fury of the Gods. He was in uh, A Quiet Place Part 2, Captain Marvel. He's kind of peppered everywhere. Yeah. He's never really been he, the main guy. You know, he's kind of like... He reminds me in a lot of ways like Bill Paxton. Like, he'll just show up in a movie where it's just like, oh, yeah, yeah, I like I like that dude, you know? <laughs> Except may or may not extreme. remember his name. <laughs> yeah, you know? But, um, you know, let's talk about, let's get to, let's talk about the ending for a little bit. You know, they have the really, the ambush of the, the diamond mines where Dan, where, which probably the craziest scene in the entire film where, uh, Solomon finally gets his revenge on that, uh, guard or that, that captain of the, the, the diamond mind and just goes, goes to town on him with a shovel. Yeah. Um, all, all during that day, uh, Danny's trying to trying to save a uh, Dia from you know being shot, and you know you have a Black Hawk or aerial helicopter literally shooting all over the place, blowing up stuff. And you know they eventually find the diamond. And I think when he get, I think when um, and spoiler alert for a movie that's almost twenty years old, when uh Danny gets shot, and he start, I think he starts to realize what he's doing is wrong, which is kind of ironic in a certain way but at the same time it's like when when dia has that gun pointed to his head i think he realizes in that moment he's the enemy you know yeah. in, a, in in a, in a way and you know when he's dying he vi he finally tells solomon you know take the diamond do what you want with it but most importantly get your son out of here get get you and your family out of here i think and I think that's pretty much the character arc of that, the character arc for that character of, you know, realizing money is not everything it, you know, you're going to, he's going to die. And I think he realizes that not only in that moment, but, you know, when he tells Jennifer Connelly, it's just when he's talking about his childhood. Yeah. Uh, during the night, it's just like, you know, this is who I am. This is where I come from. And at the end of the day, I'm going to die here. And I think that's kind of a nice tie up from that conversation and for that character. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> there's a, like you kind of wish he got the, the happily ever after, after the redemption arc for that matter. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, you know, to a certain point, like he doesn't have that in his card. Yeah. You know, but exactly. And I think, it is what it is. yeah. And I, I, I think that, you know, at the heart of this movie, it's, 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 it's not so much telling, it's not so much telling about the actual, what it's not about the fiction of this. It's more of telling the story of, look, you know, this, this is quote unquote a fictional story, but this is real. This is happening every day. It's probably, you know, this movie, like I said, it's tw almost 20 years old, and it's probably still happening, uh, you know, at this point. Oh, yeah. And well, I mean, unfortunately, that's just... Have... No, I was just going to say, it's just unfortunate. It's, just, it's unfortunate that it's still going on, you know, almost 20 years later. Well, I mean, you have lithium mines, you have probably diamond mines as well. You have different things 
like that that are considerable are considered valuable resources nowadays yeah. that not everybody thinks where does this come from kind of thing not everybody is like you know understanding of how much blood sweat tears and possible fatalities come from that smart car or that engagement ring or you know different things like that right because you know we're holed up in our house and it is unfortunately yeah you know out of mind kind of thing and yeah yeah and i mean it like i said i think this is i think this is a film that in the scope of uh leo's career i really do think it's kind of been forgotten you know because obviously you had the depart of the same year and i think let me see um let me look at his filmography real quick because I'm kind of curious to see what came after that. Um, Leo, Leo, Leo. Um, while I'm looking it up, um, what well, do you I mean, think? you've got Wolf, Wolf of Wall Street. You've got what? Okay. Is it? You have, uh, he did 2006, The Departed Blood Diamond. The year before that was The Aviator. Uh, 2007, he had the 11th hour, which is a documentary about climate change. 2008, he had Body of Lies, Revolutionary Road. Um, 2010 was a big year, Shutter Island and, and Inception. Um, 2011 was Jay Edgar, 2012, Django Unchained, 2013, Great Gatsby and the Wolf of Wall Street, 2014, I mean, 2015, The Revenant. And then he doesn't do another movie until 2019, which is Once Upon a Time. 2021 we did yeah he kind of took a little break from that um well he did a documentary called before the flood which is another he's done a lot of um um global warming you know awareness whether through documentaries and stuff yeah and then 2021 don't look up which we reviewed a couple years back and then this year he has uh killers of the flower moon which was the film that he did here in oklahoma so that'll be I think November, October, sometime later this year. So, um, yeah, you know, it, it's interesting to see where he's gone from this movie to now. Um, definitely, I would say probably a lot of hits. Uh, obviously, he won an Oscar for The Revenant. And, you know, depending on who you are, you know, maybe some misses, Body of Lies, J. Edgar, um, which I think those are still good movies. Um, Wolf of Wall Street, obviously. Um but overall, man, I think this is a film that underrated. is definitely deserving of the watch. It's definitely underrated. It deserves a watch. I think it, especially with the subject matter at hand, um, given the seriousness, given the tragedy of the uh, horrors that go on, probably still obviously to this day in Sierra Leone and different parts of Africa. Um, I will say one of the great one of the great moments in this movie, I think, and we'll let's go ahead and talk about uh, favorite scene. Uh, I would say probably the ending where he, ha- he has his final conversation with Maddie and right before he dies, he has that moment where the blood is like slipping down his arm and he picks up the red dirt. And that goes back to a conversation where he had with the colonel saying, you know, we all come from the same dirt. And when we die, we're going to go back to that. It's kind of a very fitting, very. Um, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Exactly. Very fitting ending to that character. Um 
And I'll say just on a thriller note, uh, the Freetown ambush uh, was really well done. So yeah. what about you, Ed? Favorite scene? It's hard to say favorite uh, scene for this movie. It is. It is. Um, probably one of my top two is the dialogue <clears throat> dialogue between father and son when son finds father again, you know, has the gun pointed at him and all that. That's that's one that I think is a little more powerful than most. And then the yeah. other I think is probably I would say the scene where Leo goes up to I forget his name, but he's trying to get a meeting with Commander Zeno or Zero. Mm-hmm. And the one guy just will not let him in, thinks he's special because he has some, some little like pistol and yeah, that, that one was, you know, he's like, oh, oh his, you're, uh, the man. Inter- you're the man, you know. Oh, his, his introduction, where he gets off the plane and just says, you know what, I'm not, I'm not dealing with you and just walk past him. It's like, hey, I'm talking to you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it's not really outlandish at all, but it's just like, dang, man, you know. I think it sets up. I mean, it's kind. Of, I think it's a good setup for the character, saying that you know, he's willing to do anything in order to get what he wants. Especially since you know it gives a good uh, representation of what that character is for the remainder for the rest of the film. So, oh yeah, oh yeah. And then even and then even the scene where like he finally convinces Maddie to come with him, and he tells Solomon, "You're the cameraman. You're the cameraman, and I'm the reporter." And he gets on the bus, and the guy looks at him is like. I'm the cameraman. It's just you know, it, it's kind of like the dark, the the dark, the dark humor and all in the and the subject matter. So well, I mean, even it's not really dark. It's just that light, kind of almost BS humor. You know? Yeah, it's you have to laugh at some point in this movie. Otherwise, it'd just be like a dreary, like oh my god, please <laughs> let this in type thing. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think you know, like we said, I think this is pretty much an underrated film in Leo's definitely. filmography. Um, I think it definitely deserves to be so uh, seen more. And luckily, lucky listeners, you can if you go HBO Max it up, you can watch it there. Um, get it from the library. I'm sure you can get the Blu-ray for like five ninety nine at Best Buy or whatever. Um, but yeah. Uh, star rating. Uh, I'm going to give this an eight. Um, I still think this is a very good film. Like, I, like we said, um, great performances, uh, really good inside to a subject matter that, you know, you really don't hear a lot about other than an infomercials right in the middle of the day type thing, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, and I know, you know, we're kind of harping on the same thing, but underrated film in Leo's filmography, unfortunately. And I think if you were to, rate his films i i would definitely put this in his top 10 maybe even top five depending on you know what else is it's going against so yeah, True. yeah I, mean, I would definitely say this is underrated 100 um sorry top, top 10 yeah i think so i think so um I will say I will agree with you on eight. Um, I think it's 
definitely got a little more potential. I think it's definitely got uh, things it needs to work on. But at the same time, I think it's one of the better films out there uh, yeah. that he's been a part of in the past, you know, 20 years. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, it. it's a shame that this came out the same year as Departed, because I think this would probably would have had a little bit more of an Oscar chance. Um, but, yeah. you know, the Departed is such a, you know, we did an episode on it way back in the day and it's. I, you, can, movie. you can make it I mean yeah I mean you can make an argument that it's one of the best crime movies one of the best Scorsese films best Leo films and you couldn't I couldn't argue with that yeah I would agree with that um, I mean, honestly you could say it's one of the best Leo one of the best Damon and, and maybe even one of the best Mark Wahlberg too you know um, yeah. there, there's a Jack, ton of it Jack Nicholson yeah yeah, I, yeah. You, you've <laughs> you got know. several different performances you can argue for personally but yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah yeah guys i give it an eight ed gives it an eight go check it out on hbo max um do yourself a favor watch it uh see what you think i'd love to email us tell us what you think about the movie i'm sure we'll have some emails on it oh, yeah. uh we'll get to those on another day uh but next week guys we head back to the theater guardians of the galaxy volume three um i'm very curious as of right now, um, let's look at currently, because I've heard a lot of good things about it. Currently, it is at a 78% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, some say, a lot of people are saying it's, <laughs> you know what's so funny? I was thinking about this the other day. Is like, I guess in games, like the, the stature that we got to get to now, because it's like every single like TV commercial is like, this is the best Marvel movie since Endgame. I don't know. They've said a lot of movies were the best movies since Endgame, and we, you know, not maybe all of them have held that torch yet. Yeah, I would maybe say Far From uh, No Way Home, maybe Shang Chi, maybe, mm. but I. But it's just a hard. That's a hard. That's a hard thing to do. Yeah. Um, but they. I mean, in the grand scheme, in the grand scheme of the Guardians franchise itself, they do say it's it's a very good ending to the trilogy. So. You know, we will go see it. We will discuss it for next week. Um, yeah, I've heard that too. A lot of a lot of crying involved. It is a two and a half hour movie, so you might want to carve some time out and go see it. All right, let me ask you this: before we ever see anything of it, I haven't read anything. I haven't seen nothing. Mm -hmm. uh, the the biggest thing I've seen is uh, what's his name as a as warlock? Will Poulter. Yep. Will Poulter, yes, thank you. Uh, um, other than that, I don't know much about it. <laughs> Do you think anyone from the main circle died? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think, Batista, you know... Batista, it, Drax? Drax, I mean, I know Batista's done. Zoe Zaldana came out a couple days ago, says she's done. I think oh. Rock. I think Rocket is pretty much like the main focus of this film, to be honest, because there's just that trailer is like very emotional with him. Um, I don't think they'll kill off... Chris Pratt, uh, Quint Quill. Um, I think he might, he might be Thor, where he might just show up in different things. I can see that happening. Um, Nebula, maybe. I don't. I don't I think, think so. I don't think they'd kill her off. Uh, Karen Gillian, Gillian, yeah. uh, Gillian. I think she's got a lot to offer if if she wants to stay on. 
Yeah, I I, I do think that Rocket and Drax are going to be the main to go, truthfully, just because of contract contractually and storyline. You know, if you really think about it, I mean, we'll get into it next week, but yeah, Rocket was the the only one to really, other than Nebula, to survive the snap, and so technically he's lived he's lived five years longer than all of them, and I don't know what that yeah. is in Raccoon lot in Raccoon life, but it can't be good. So, <laughs> I mean, truthfully, yeah. yeah. So, so we'll talk about it. We'll discuss it. We'll give you ample warning when we get into spoilers. Uh, so that'll be the topic for next week on the cinnamon cinema movie podcast, guardians of the galaxy volume three until then, Ed, any last words, uh, any last thoughts on blood diamond? Don't stick diamonds in a sheep. Yeah. Or goat sheep or any kind of animal like that, man. But anyways, this is Ed saying I'll see you on the silver screen. All right, Ed. Uh, like I said, like we said on this episode, go go watch Blood Diamond on HBO Max. Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3, next week on the Cinnamon Movie Podcast. Bye, guys.